Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, welcome back to the show. It's a Tuesday night, and uh, still to come on the show, University of Miami basketball coach Jim Laranega. Canes won their opener last night in basketball. Also in our number two, Destiny Harden from the women's basketball team. Uh, they won their opener against Maryland Eastern Shore. So a good day of basketball yesterday for the University of Miami on both the men's and women's side. Joining us now, my broadcast partner, Don Bailey Jr. DBJ, good evening. How are you? Good evening, Joseph. How are you? Better than I was Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, me, me too. I just finished dinner with uh, my dad and Don, and it's uh, – it's a it, it's a lot more it's a lot more easy than it was than it was on Saturday night. I guess maybe I'll just tell this story for for one second. I, I hope people get a laugh out of it. Maybe they won't. I don't know. But you know, we have our little picnic after the game. I probably shouldn't yes. say this, but what the hell? So I'm walking out to the parking lot, which is completely empty at the time. There are just a few people there, and uh, a couple of fans there, and I. Asked them if they wanted to have a drink, a beer. That's what I had, right? No, no, we're good. Okay. The guy wanders over and he says, I won't have a beer, but can I tell you my thoughts? I was in my chair and I said, no. No. you. <laughs> I think I had enough. The show enough. was over. The show was over. <laughs> That's the first time you've ever done that. I can understand. I mean, it's... Uh, my wife it thought it was evening. funny. It was a long evening. I said no. I said I'll drink a beer with you, but I'm not talking about that disaster. <laughs> yeah, it was a tough one. It was a tough one, my boy. Well, um, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it because there's nothing to say. Uh, two years ago, Miami won by 42. Two years later, they lost by 42. I don't know what it says about either program, the topsy turviness of, of either program. Uh, both of them have to get better, but on Saturday. Uh, Miami got dominated in every category, and and probably the one that hurt the most is I think they got physically dominated. Yeah, I was I've watched the game almost twice since that time, and and, and oh, that boy, became, you're a glutton for punishment. Well, I just wanted to make sure <laughs> I saw what I saw and I felt what I felt, and uh, it was. Uh, I think you're you're right. I think there were there were numerous plays where you know, Florida state was a little more physical and, uh, but I think overall, you know, in, in that type of ball game, you've got to, you, you, you can't, you can't let that momentum swing one way. And, it, you know, it started off the first couple plays Miami had were, 
outstanding. The defense just really showed up, and then there was a mistake, and it turned into turned into a big play. And you know, it just it just we couldn't stop it. So you know, that's uh, that's one of those days, man. That's it's a tough day at the office. You know what? What what, what it probably shows is that uh, two years ago, you know, the University of Miami roster was waste was much stronger than the Florida State roster. Of course, it was a COVID year, but Mike Norvell's first year, and Miami put 50 points on Florida State. And in that game, Jalen Phillips had a had a big uh, uh, interception, fumble recovery, and dominated. Jalen Phillips dominated that game at the line of scrimmage, yep. and Derrick King was great on that night. Florida State had no answer for Miami. Two years later, the roles have flipped. Mario Cristobal and his staff were in their first year. Uh, they got a bit of a talent issue. Florida State, two years to recruit, two years to hit the portal. They found an identity about midway through last year. Uh, they've kind of been able to uh, stay with that identity this year, which was run the football, be good in the red zone, not as good in the red zone this year as last year. Uh, they changed their defense. I think there were um, more zone coverage this year. I mean, going back to last year, more zone than what they were playing previously. Uh, probably don't take as big as many chances, but also hit the portal on defense for edge rushers. And uh, you know, two years ago they weren't very good at linebacker. This year, right. much better linebacker and much better in the secondary. I think you're right on point. I mean, what I expect the Miami program to be vastly improved in uh, in year three of Coach Mario Cristobal, just like Florida State's vastly improved uh, with their head coach uh, over the last three years. And, and it takes that long. It takes that long to to institute, you know, your, your program, to institute your beliefs, to institute, you know, the expectations that are, are going to have to be met and uh, they've done that at Florida State. I mean, they had uh, they had a, they had a they went through. People forget they went through a spell of three losses uh, this year in a row. And uh, it'll be it's going to be. I'm a, I'm a, I enjoy the process. I really do because I get a chance to and you do too get a chance to see it up close. And do I enjoy losing? Absolutely not. I'm a horrible loser, and there's nothing that I despise more really than losing. But it's it, it takes time. And, you know, Coach Cristobal came in with his blueprint and with a lot of guys to help him implement it. And it'll come. It'll come. And you'll learn from all of these losses and you'll get better. And the proof to me about the belief in the program, the belief in the university, the belief in the coaching staff is that where they are ranked right now in recruiting. And, that is uh, that right there tells you that the future believes in what Miami's doing, and that's that's a very very good sign. Well, I'll walk this. Uh, I'll walk out on the island with you on this one. Most likely, we'll probably lose, uh, but I think we're right. And we've been saying that we've said this for a long time, and I don't want to uh, beat up on the roster for, for you know beat up the roster too badly. This has been a and this has been a roster issue. Always has been, and in sports it always will be, whether it's the University of Miami or someplace else. And I'm just going to go and say this. Um, when you, <laughs> This is not coaching. And at some point, at 
and and you know Mario Cristobal, these guys, I don't know that he ever worked with Josh Gaddis or Kevin Steele, and you know all this stuff. Um, if the, if there's changes in the future in the coaching staff, guys come and go. You know, Coach Johnson it took him a while to get his thing right, uh, but once he got yeah. his crew right, it, it was you know it was it was very solid. So Mario will get that right, whether it's everybody stays or or not, who knows. Um, but here's what I was was trying to get to. Here's why it's not a coaching issue. Okay, twenty. Let me go back to 2017. I guess it was. Everybody jumped up and down on Mark Rick's offense, right? We yeah. got to have a new offense. We got to have new people running that offense. Okay, all right. Thomas Brown was on that offense. He last time I looked, he won a Super Bowl with the Los Angeles Rams. Last time I looked, Stacy Searles is coaching the Georgia Bulldogs offensive line. They're number one in the country. Todd oh. Hartley was the tight ends coach and special teams coach. Last time I looked, he is he is at Georgia also coaching the number one team in the country. Yeah. Uh, I can go back to then we go to uh, the next year. It's uh, not the offense; it's the defense. So we got to get rid of Blake Baker, who has found a home at Missouri. Just signed a new three-year contract there. If I want to go further back, um, go back to Randy Shannon's days. Well, Randy Shannon was on the other sideline the other night helping Florida State. Uh, he had a coach by the name of Jeff Stoutland, who you very well know. And let me see. Since Stout left the University of Miami, he won, I think, three championships with Alabama and a Super Bowl with the Eagles. He's still the Eagles' offensive line coach, and they're 8-0. Tim Walton was a defensive coordinator with the University of Miami, and he's over at Ohio State, and they're ranked number, I don't know, number three in the country. That's right. (laughs) So all these guys that were here, they either A, couldn't develop them or couldn't coach them. Do do I need to mention Al Golden? He just kicked kicked Clemson's ass the other night with Notre Dame. So uh, apparently when they leave here, they coach pretty well. Yeah, they – you know, you just gotta have you just gotta you just gotta have patience, and you gotta have, you have to have trust in it, and you have to realize that you know it doesn't come with a magic wand or fairy dust or, or a hope and a prayer. It takes a ton of work, and it takes a ton of focus, but really, it takes it takes commitment by the whole program. That's that's what I've learned through all my years is that the whole program's got to be committed to winning and you're either going to get on the bus or we'll ask you to get the hell out of the way. And I think that's the, <clears throat> that's the thing that we're seeing now. There's a lot of people on the bus. We need to get some more on the bus and, <clears throat> and we'll continue to do that. But again, if, if you're a recruit and pretty much now all things are equal, you know, and what I, what do I mean by that? Well, I mean, you know, with NIL and the portal and all the things that can, are, are, can be evened out where do you want to play if 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 your nil is the same anywhere in the country why wouldn't you want to play at miami first of all you can get on the field pretty darn quick right now second of all you're it's it's a the community is outstanding the university is spectacular coral gables is great the city of miami is as vibrant as any in the in the world so there's a lot of reasons to be here, and I think that that's what we're seeing. We're seeing people are signing up for it, and they believe in the head coach because he is he he his vision is crystal clear, and he will communicate with every player 
transparently, uh, whether it's with the parents, the the coaches, the whoever's involved, he's going to be transparent. And, and he, his promise is, is you will come here. We'll make sure, make sure we do everything to help you get a degree. We'll do everything to make sure that you are going to get the best coaching that there is. We're in the, in the process of building the greatest facilities uh, to compete with everybody in the country. And at the end of the day, we're going to play some great football. And and I'm not going anywhere, and I'm going to see this through. I think it's pretty. I think it's a pretty solid, a pretty solid standing that this program's on, and that's why we see the recruiting being so good. And as we said to him before, uh, in the first segment, again, um, Hard Rock Stadium the other night was sold out, yeah. and that place mm-hmm. was. That that was as good as any place you're going to find in college football for the first five minutes. It was great, and we know what it can be. The fans that were there know what it can be. Uh, I know yeah. that they were disappointed, and uh, everybody knows what Hard Rock Stadium can be once they put the product in it. So uh, I think from uh, Mario's perspective, he had a chance to look around and say, well, all right, here's what I can offer, and uh, once I get this thing going and we get this thing um rolling we could have this six seven times a year at hard rock stadium if the acc would give them a good time to play i'm gonna put you in charge of that uh, i'll put you right in charge of that no i think i know i don't even think of i, I know what's going to happen and you know i, I cannot predict uh, what's going to happen over the next month but i can tell you that over over the long haul and next year and the following year and thereafter things are going to continue to get better on the field and things are going to get continue to get better in facilities. And it's, we are, we're shooting up at a pace that, that really nobody wants to acknowledge nationally. And there's got to thank the leadership at the university for that. You got to thank the leadership in the athletic department and, and everything, everything will come together. You know, like you, like you brought up, you know, it was 47 to nothing with Butch Davis and, People forget Butch Davis was zero and five against Florida State, and zero and five against Virginia Tech. His uh, and then his sixth year, he beat Florida State by three, and then that same sixth year, he beat Virginia Tech by I don't know what. You'll remember it, I'm sure. And and he ended up being here six years. He was one and five against Florida State, one and five against Virginia Tech, and then he. <laughs> He left, and the following year, Miami wins national championship number five in 2001. So, um, you know, it just, just takes time to, to get it going sometimes. Well, uh, on Saturday, I imagine we're going to see uh, a couple of quarterbacks um, we'll try, try to score a touchdown, and I imagine we'll see uh, – I, I don't know. Listen, this, can't be, this isn't about the X's and O's anymore when – You've played with your second team left tackle all year. Now you're on to uh, a left guard, uh, Baby Seymour, who has played one game, and a right guard, Ness Cooper, who has played two games. That's probably not a real good recipe to have a dynamic offense with uh, your number two and three quarterbacks playing, or maybe it's your number three and your number two in that order. So uh, we'll see how that plays out. But uh, against a defense that – takes the ball away 
a lot. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, they take they take it away a ton. Miami Miami can have success. They're just going to have to be very very consistent. Uh, I think I, you know the defense Georgia Tech runs is they pressure a ton more than we've seen all year. And um, I think, you know, that can present problems, especially like you mentioned with a guy making his uh, second start, that would be Seymour. And then uh, you've got Cooper who will be making his third start. So I'm sure any defensive coordinator will take advantage of those two guys and run a bunch of games on the inside, um, which is normal. I mean, that's, that can be expected and you're going to have to make sure you protect them and you'll have to make sure that everybody helps whoever the quarterback is. It doesn't matter if it's Jake Garcia, if it's Brown. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's Tyler Van Dyke. They need to help him too. And uh, you know, I give for a moment, Joe. I give Tyler a heck of a lot of credit for for pushing himself as hard as he did, and, and the training room for for making sure that he did everything he's supposed to do with Vinny and Scavo and that group. And then you know, Doctor Kaplan from U Health and about how they just did everything that they could physically to get physically and mentally to get Tyler ready. And, and, and he started and I'm sure I know him well enough from being around him that he was not going to be denied that start. And that that's great leadership right there. Yeah, that was, uh, that was rough to watch though. Uh, he gave it a, I mean, the poor kid was, uh, he was broken hearted that he couldn't, couldn't, uh, couldn't finish that thing. He tried as hard as he could. Uh, so I suspect that might be a, a while before we see him again. That looked pretty painful to me. Uh, and uh, you know, when when you're when it's your throwing shoulder, that's a tough deal. So, uh, meanwhile, Georgia Tech, their quarterback has also been out, and they found a freshman quarterback last week that lit things up for them against Virginia Tech. Uh, so uh, the Miami defense will have their hands full. They're not quite as dynamic as they were a couple of years ago when they had Jameer Gibbs who. Hopped into the portal and went to Alabama. They're only averaging 17 points a game, but last week this quarterback, uh, Pyron, found uh, found some magic for them, and uh, so they feel pretty good uh, about what they're doing after beating Virginia Tech. You know, I was watching that this morning. Actually, it's funny you bring that up. And Pyron, I'm not so sure that I, I wouldn't let him keep going. I mean, Sims is Sims is is reminds me a little bit of the guy that we played last week, uh, Travis, and. And he he reminds me a little bit of him. Um, probably he'll be remind me even more like him, you know, a couple of years from now. But I, I think that uh, they're fortunate at Georgia Tech. They got two guys that can go uh, the backup, the Pyron guy. I watched him extensively today, and he he's he's a handful. I mean, he's a tough kid, and he throws the ball. He can run it. You know, it's another dual threat that Miami's going to have to deal with. And again, I don't know where they're finding these guys, but. You know, we, we struck gold with, with Colby Young, but they've got a receiver. You know, we saw this big six foot seven guy at Virginia or six six guy at Virginia, saw some big guys at, at Florida State, you know, over six three, six four, six five, and now we're gonna see a six foot seven guy who is a heck of a football player as well. So, you know, they they're finding big receivers to win those jump balls and they're finding quarterbacks. Uh, you know, Georgia Tech's found either one of these guys that can run it as well as throw it. So It'll be interesting for us when we get up there to Bobby Dodd Stadium. Yeah, EJ Jenkins, uh, six foot seven. Okay, uh, real fast here. We're going to have the college football playoff reveal here soon. So Georgia beat Tennessee the other day. So I guess our top four now are, uh, I would think Georgia, Ohio State. I guess um, TCU's got to be in there, right? And Michigan. 
I would say Michigan, yep. And then it'd be interesting to see what kind of respect TCU gets. You know, that's always the that's always the million dollar question. We saw Cincinnati have to deal with a little bit of that. You know, uh, I think you know I, I'm gonna have to. I'm I got a little I got a little Georgia blood in me, so I, yeah. I've got to I've got to, I got to keep rooting for those Bulldogs. You know, that's they're they're a pretty good football team. I think the uh, nation's trying to come to grips with the fact that Alabama's out two losses. I don't know how Alabama gets back in. Well, I, I, let's if uh, uh, they, know, they're, as of they're done right now. They shouldn't. They shouldn't. Yeah. You know, and they shouldn't. And that's and that's the the deal. Now, all of a sudden, I don't know what you know Alabama's belief was expanding it to twelve. But today they wish it was twelve, right? So yeah. you know you can get a little revenge. The playoffs go to twelve. I don't know. You know, I don't know what what Coach Saban what his what his thoughts were. Is whether stick at four because four was working, but now all of a sudden twelve looks pretty good when four doesn't work. Yeah, twelve looks good. It looks good for him. Uh, he can't. Yeah, he, right. can't right, he can't get past Tennessee or LSU. I don't. You know, uh, he's in the West, so LSU's got him squeezed out. Brian Kelly has uh, been able to turn things around a little bit with LSU, uh, but this thing's coming down to Georgia and Ohio State again, and those are the teams that have the most talent. Yeah, well, they've been stockpiling it, and you know, yeah. I go back to. I watched that Georgia thing very closely. I mean, uh, he took over a program that was that averaged ten wins a year for twenty years, and and Coach Rick left Georgia in as good a shape as any program in the country. And and then you know it took took him six years to win the national championship, and he didn't even win the conference. Uh, you know, he didn't win the Southeastern Conference last year, but it took him six years to win the championship, which and, – and they and Georgia has spent hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. And, you know, they were able to build the foundation with the coach that they like. They were able to build all the facilities that they need. And, and, and Coach Rick left it for them as good as you can get it. And it still took them six years, so – it's going to be interesting to see how this thing battles out because the, the playoffs are a different deal. I mean, you we can get, you can get through the regular season, but once you get to them playoffs, man, it's it's a whole nother deal. All right. Well, I'll see you later this week. We'll be at uh, on the plane for Atlanta, take on Georgia Tech, and uh, we'll see what happens. Okay, Joseph. Have a good evening. All right, Don. Thank you, Don Bailey Jr. All right, when we come back, University of Miami head coach Jim Laranega joins us. Uh, that's coming up next right here on the Hurricane Hotline. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.